yourself in trouble, of course, by uh, uh, by saying, well, the scripture's wrong, but I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Meaning, I think it's, it's I can do all things that God needs me to do. Yeah. I can't do all things, but I can do all things that God needs me to do. Welcome to The Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. This podcast is here to advance the revolution Jesus started, a revolution of the free, the fire starters, the troublemakers, and the zealots. I interview people who I think are awesome, who have heard that revolutionary call and are going after Jesus with their whole heart. If you listen to this show and join our community, I know God is going to speak to you. I believe God wants to change the world through you, through your unique gifts and talents He's given you. This podcast is here to be a voice of encouragement in your life, a voice that says, with God you can, and with God you will. Let's get rolling. Today on the Kindling Fire, I have the privilege of having Jay Payleitner on the show. Jay Payleitner. I've practiced that. Jay Payleitner. How's it? How did I do? Hey, <laughs> uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I crushed it. See, that's God making me humble again. As soon as I think that people kind of know me, I mean, I, I mean I'm, I'm an international speaker. I spoke, you know, and. Well, I guess Jay Payne, like, who's that guy? Who is that guy? Why is he on here today with, with Troy? I tell you what. I got it. We're, we're tracking here. Let's, let's rock and roll here, my man. I'm so excited to have you on because you are um, you have invested so much in helping men, um, with not only with your latest book, which we're going to talk about, but tell the audience a little bit about sort of what, you know, the things you've been involved in um, uh, with, with radio, with books, and with men, and, and they'll get a really good sense of kind of why I'm excited. Well, uh, Troy, I'll give you the punchline first. God uses everything. You've got listeners right now who are just slogging through some real crud in their life, and they're going, "What? how can God use this? But God uses everything. And I'll go back to, I, I sold photocopiers. I was on Michigan Avenue doing advertising, did TV spots for Corona beer, and uh, for the American Egg Board, incredible little egg. And then, and then God called me to uh, to do uh, uh, into ministry to 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 use my gifts in in uh, in writing in uh, in audio to do a uh, uh, Christian radio production. I and I produced the Josh McDowell Radio for 14 years. Worked with Chuck Colson every year on his Angel Tree Radio program. For the Bible League, I did uh, hour-long radio fundraising specials. For 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 the National Center for Fathering. Ken Canfield over there. We I, I co-wrote four thousand scripts and produced that daily radio program. Oh so my then, goodness! Uh, all of a sudden, God called me uh, as uh, the um, as social media rose and radio kind of went away a little bit. Podcast came up. I ended up. Uh, uh, I wrote a book and then I wrote another book and I've written thirty books. My best-selling <laughs> one, in which you uh, mentioned already earlier to me before we recorded, is uh, a book for dads. Fifty-two things kids need from a dad. And now I've sold a half million books, uh, actually, actually about 700,000 books now. Um, and uh, so I've spoken uh, you know, across the country. Last summer I, I spoke one weekend in um, Long Island and Manhattan, and the next weekend I flew out to L.A. and spoke in L.A. Um, so anyways, God uses it all, and I just love, and you're right, men, speaking what men, to, men today, they need, uh, they need people to come alongside them like you and me. And say, do this, guys. You're doing a great job. Keep at it. 
love your family, love your kids, find your ministry, uh, do great things for God. Am I going too long here, Troy? No, no, man. You you have a lot to cover. I mean, first off, wow that you've written that many books. I'm right, you know, attempting my first one, and this is not a small task. So, so my hat's off to you. Send me the manuscript, and I'll be glad to take a look at it and go through it and give you a little endorsement if it's any good. Oh, there you go. Well, I'm working. I'm working with the. Uh, I'm working with a really good coach, and uh, he was a vice president of Tyndale Publishing House for 15 years, and so so he he has put me through the ringer, and so. <laughs> Let's not say his name, but I, 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 one of my books was with Tyndale. There, the, yeah. So you might, you might, yeah. So we, we can talk offline about that. But the, the book that you've just recently, uh, the reason why we even are talking is that your publicist approach, uh, your publicist approached me about a book you've just written called The Prayer of Agar, and I love the subline on it, which says ancient wisdom for discovering your sweet spot in life. And a lot of what you're talking about in your background is really around where the Lord was leading you into your into sweet spots, multiple sweet yeah. spots in different kind of seasons, and that's my heart for the show and for the listeners is that they are encouraged and inspired because they have their own sweet spot that God wants to lead them into as well. Well, and that's the story we're telling. Um, you know what we go through life as, as believers, we go through life, and sometimes you know like I've heard that message in that sermon before, but every once in a while something jumps out and God grabs you by the lapels and says, "Listen to this." This is important stuff. Mm. And that's exactly what happened to me a few years ago. Um, I was speaking at an event out on the East Coast, and uh, uh, I was in the back of the room listening to another speaker. And he he, he, was, he had a you know, long message. It was, it was fine. Uh, but then he mentioned this little prayer, this prayer of anger. Now, I need to explain what that is. Um, uh, we all know uh, uh, there's 31 chapters in Proverbs. You know, you know, Proverbs, yep. there's lots of great stuff in there. The first 29 are written by by uh, Solomon, or maybe some of his, his colleagues. But Solomon's credited for the first 29. Right. Uh, Proverbs 31, a lot of women know that, especially because it's the Proverbs 31 woman. Yeah. She, uh, she uh, uh, written by King Lemuel, that was. Um, but Proverbs 30 is written by this little character named Agur, A-G-U-R, and... Uh, I know your, your listeners are biblically literate, but many of them haven't even heard of that guy. Yeah. And uh, it's the only prayer in all of Proverbs he includes in his chapter now. Um, chapter 30 in Proverbs is this. And I'm, I'm going to read it for you if I may. Yeah, please. This is his prayer. This is Agur's prayer in the middle of, uh, 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 towards the end of the, the book of Proverbs. He says this. This is the prayer. Lord, give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Think about that. Give me, I don't want, give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Then he goes on, otherwise I may have too much and disown you and say, who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of God. So what this guy is doing, and again, this is uh, Proverbs 30, uh, uh, verses uh, uh, 12 and uh, 8 and 9. Um, he's saying, uh, I don't want more than I need. I don't want less than I need. Just give me that sweet spot, Lord. And he's talking about, uh, of course, uh, uh, material things. Give me only what I need today to live. Now, do we have the courage to say that? Do you have the courage, Troy, to say that? God, don't make me a superstar. God, yeah. don't leave me in the gutter. Just, you know, give me my home with my family. 
and help me help me be, find that sweet spot. It's, it's a pretty incredible little prayer, and um, and so I uh, I uh, I couldn't. <laughs> I talked. I, I, this is a great idea. So I put a little one pager together, um, uh, and I talked to my agent about it. He goes, I don't know, I don't get it, Jay. And I talked to some publishers, I don't get it, Jay. So I, I wrote the book. I wrote the book, and then suddenly there were publishers going, Oh, this is good stuff. It's amazing. Uh, there was a little, little, um, uh, little shootout, actually. I had about four publishers interested in this thing, and it came. it's going to come out uh, um, in June. So uh, anyway, the prayer of anger, uh, and I take that, uh, that, that scripture verse, and please look it up. Uh, in, in the that that 30th chapter of Proverbs, uh, sometime today, all you now what? What was so striking about it? Like, like what? A, a lot of times, when the Lord plucks a chord in your heart, there's yeah. a reason why it resonates with you, right? And so, I'm very curious when you heard that, and and as you've dug into it, do you have any insight into well, why the Lord plucked that string on your heart? Well, yeah, because we're because we. Uh, I, I'm going to confess, you know. I, I sit down in my at my office right here, and I, I sometimes bounce off the guardrails. Man, I'm going going a million miles per hour, and I and I forget about something over here, and or I'm going this way, and I forget about something over in this direction. Um, and uh, uh, for me, it was probably uh, there's some materialism things where I was going. I, I need more. I need more. Um, and then I have friends who are doing this uh, minimalism thing. It's like yeah. I'm jealous of that. Yeah. And then. Uh, and I've got some uh, some anger, anger issues, which God has helped me with that. But I got pretty pretty angry for a while, and it's like I it put me back to my sweet spot. And here's the point, uh, Troy, if I may. Uh, let's think, talk about anger for a second. Um, is, is anger a good thing or a bad thing? I'm asking you, Troy, is anger a good thing or a bad thing? I, it depends on the source, in my opinion. Okay, that, that's the way to put it. But, of course, righteous anger is a good thing. We should right. have some anger when we talk about things like abortion or, uh, yeah. or, or extreme poverty or, uh, or, or the people, you know. So we should, anger can be a good thing, but it needs to be sweet spot of anger. I yeah. mean, if, we're, if we're beating on a, you know, if we're just you know, beating on life and being angry all the time over here, at the same time, we don't want to be whips. We shouldn't, guys, we don't want to be whips and everybody taking advantage of So there's this sweet spot of anger. There's yeah. a sweet spot of God's provision. There's, there's even, if, we have, if, I get to, if we're talking to, to guys here especially, there's a sweet spot in lust, if I can. Yeah. We need to kind of, I mean, we need to kind of, if I could say this, lust after our wives a little bit. That's a good thing, to, to want her and to, to see her as beautiful and, and be just attracted to her. But you can see how that could also get, the idea of lust, too much of that gets you in trouble on this direction. Yeah. So there's a sweet spot in so many things in life and that's the prayer of anger, which he says, give me only my daily bread. So, which, you know, as you can imagine, that makes you think of two things you, uh, in biblical. The, um, you know, the Israelites in the desert, they got only their daily manna, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, in the, in the Lord's Prayer, right there. Uh, uh, give us today our daily bread. So, so these are not new concepts, but uh, I found it in the in the, in the book of Agur, uh, the chapter of Agur, right there in Proverbs. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lead you on on a. Uh, a a Bible verse, and I'll let you finish it. But it's Paul was saying, he says, "I've learned the secret." Do you know which Bible verse I'm referring to? It's in Philippians four, and he says, "I have learned the secret." Twelve and thirteen. Um, yeah, um, I've learned the secret of. Um, 
Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Of, uh, of, of being content in all situations, is that what it is? Yep, that's it. Uh, something about being uh, being uh, well. Oh, being well fed or hungry, uh, in plenty and in want. Uh, and that's what he says. I can do. Uh, that's the. <laughs> I can do all things. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. That's what that is, right? Philippians. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's right there. And it's so fascinating that he puts. That because we use that verse all the time out of, you know, the context is sort of like I can do all things. And I'm going to tell you that uh, men desire more. If I I desire more, men desire more. There's this moreness. And I think scripture teaches there is a moreness to life. There's more that the Lord wants to give and entrust. But just as you said that there's this balance between desire and and passion and the things that you want and sort of the Lord's boundaries, there's this place of contentment that the Lord wants to bring us to that I think your book is really going after that that unlocking that place, which eludes men. I mean, men will drive themselves to the ground trying to obtain something that the Lord may never give them. <laughs> you know? Uh, for sure, I'm thinking uh, even that verse from Philippians uh, chapter four. I think my kids had that on a poster in their bedroom. I have four sons and a daughter. They're all they're all uh, uh, young adults now. But um, but I can do all things with him who gives me strength. Um, no, you can't. You can't do all things. So it's it's one of those things in context. Yeah. Um, uh, you, you got to be trouble. You, gotta, you can get yourself in trouble, of course, by uh, uh, by saying well, the scripture's wrong, but. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Meaning, I think it's, it's, I can do all things that God needs me to do. Yeah. I can't do all things, but I can do all things that God needs me to do. It's mm-hmm. that, um, that verse in Matthew, uh, chapter 6. Seek first the kingdom, and uh, first, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. What are all the things? Not all things, but just the things that you need are going to be added to you. All these things will be added to you. I'll be, yeah, I'll be honest that this prayer, like when I saw your book and I I saw what it was about, I've seen the prayer. I've never prayed it. (laughs) It's a a courageous prayer because, uh, uh, and it's uh, a sweet spot. What is it? Like the sweet spot of a racket. You've heard some tennis Yes, yes, I've heard of that. Does that resonate? You you got that, right? Instantly, that telegraphs. Quickly, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Because the book, my book is not even out yet, so I'm trying to get some some sense of uh, of how that plays. That idea of a sweet spot. Well, every man, every man wants that because in your sweet spot you thrive. You are you are doing what you were made for, and I think that. Um, and this is a ridiculous example, but like, how many presidents of the United States can there be? Can there be thousands of them? Right? No. There that there's only room for a certain amount for a certain period of time. So if when you're told you can be the president of the United States and the Lord, that's not the will of the Lord for your life, you can live an extremely frustrated life not becoming the president of the United States because you were never meant to be the president of the United States because the Lord didn't say that's what he wanted for you. And so you never lived in your sweet spot. You actually lived this other space, never realizing. And and I'm older now, and you're older now. And the things that I've come to realize is, you know what? Some of this thirst for accolades and achievement, you know, is really driven out of my brokenness. What what Lord? What Lord would actually you want to give me? Which I'll be happier. I'll be 
you know, more content. I mean, this, this whole scripture that Paul has, you know, learn to be content. There is a learningness to this or unlearning even. Um, uh, this is not, I, I, let me speak to your listeners. This is not about stopping to smell the roses and slowing down. This is about greatness. Mm. This sweet spot is where you're going to thrive. No, oh, that's I mean, so you, good. If, if, if God has built, designed you to, <laughs> if God has designed you to dance, then you dance. Dance your butt off. Just make it awesome. <laughs> if it's, God has designed you to build, then you build great things. If God has designed you just to love on love on some kids, then you know love on love on those kids. If mm. God has designed you to, to hug, then be a hugger. Uh, so at least you have our own little sweet spot, and it could be a, a mixture of your experience and your spiritual gifts, and um, uh, people who've come into your life and some hardship you've had. But uh, each of us is going to have our sweet spot. Um, and that would be, again, the prayer, the prayer of anger. You know, it's so funny is Jesus talks about the love of money is the root of all evil. And, and I think that this prayer aligns so well with if you want to root that out of your heart, making sure that money and what all that symbolizes is not your motivator, pray this prayer says, don't give me riches. Give me what my daily bread, what you've provided for me. You give me that. Don't give me, because most, I mean, again, I teach and I've gone through this, this podcast and a lot of people talk about, you know, I believe the Bible teaches abundance, but I think Bible teaches abundance and, and, and more, having more than enough in your sweet spot. And <laughs> it's not more than enough. You're not praying. You're not, he's not going to give you more than enough. More than enough. He's going to give you enough. enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So, so, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what is it? Uh, yes, you want the abundant life. Uh, that, that John ten ten. Uh, the thief. The thief comes only to steal, to steal and kill and destroy. And I suppose this, the thief can can destroy you with having too much. Absolutely. For a second, the thief, the thief comes to steal, steal and kill and destroy. But I mean, if you're the kind of guy who just has so much and he's worried all day about his big house and, and who's going to take care of his Mercedes and uh, and, uh, yeah. and whether the security system is working and it's always lusting after new things, the, the thief can use that to steal and just kill and destroy. Um, yeah. Uh, but God says in John ten ten, I have come that you may have life and live it to the full. And that's just full. That's not overflowing. <laughs> that's yeah, that's not overflowing. true. That's just the right amount. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's yeah. a lot there, man. I'm challenging, you're here all the, I'm challenging myself a little bit. Uh, no. This is worth mentioning. There's this new movement out there, this minimalist movement. You know that where yeah. everybody downsizing. You got, you got tiny homes and, and getting rid of everything. And, and that gal is that telling you to throw everything out that doesn't give you joy. Yeah. Um, I think we need to have things. I think we need to have maybe some things in our house that we don't need so that we can give them to other people. Uh, we need to be generous and, and we need to have enough stuff, the right amount of stuff, that sweet spot of stuff. Yeah. To, uh, to, uh, to, uh, we need, we need a, a, good, a room big enough to fit your family in at Christmas and uh, to serve Easter, uh, Easter yeah. lunch kind of thing when this coronavirus well, is over. Yeah, really. Enough space. 
we need the right amount of space. And I keep coming back. Those two words are so awesome. The sweet spot that God wants us to live in. Um, well, let me ask you this, because you've had you have a very interesting uh, vantage point, right? Especially if you were in the sort of uh, uh, broad, religious broadcasters, you know, circles and, and stuff like that, and as well as kind of Christian publishing circles. You've probably seen a lot of people in those spheres, right? Um, and um, and I, I'd be very curious your like your take. Right. You know, do you feel that, you know, more is always better. Right. You know, because there's a lot of people that teach more is better and more is God's will. And whereas this prayer really is to, not about the, the, the riches, but about your daily bread, what the Lord wants to provide for you. Uh, can you speak a little bit about sort of your perspective on kind of juxt- what you saw sort of in the religious communities and, and just this prayer? Well, uh, sure, and I, and I won't use too many names except for say that I did, I mean, I, when you're working with a ministry, uh, uh, Josh McDowell's ministry, Josh McDowell wrote more than a carpenter and evidence yeah. that a verdict, a lot of your listeners would know him. Uh, what a man of high integrity and sincerity. And uh, uh, he would, when we would be going too far one direction, he'd pull us back and say, guys, you know, the recording team, whatever, we were recording radio. Um, we gotta, we gotta focus on this. This is right. We'd start, start and end each broadcast with a prayer, sincere and, and heartfelt. Same thing with with Chuck Colson, and and I work with Michael Tate and Toby Mack, uh, on behalf of the Voice of the Martyrs. I did some radio with them. What great guys! But occasionally I'd have a guest come on, <laughs> and I don't want to throw, I'm not gonna throw anybody in the bus here. But it's like, are you kidding me? This guy, what a kind of a jerk, or kind of a, uh, it's like, and he, I felt like he. He was in it for the con. Uh, and again, not too often, every once in a while, um, I have a little bit of a, the gift of kind of prophecy and discernment kind of thing, and it's like, yeah. whoa, man. Um, uh, so we'll just leave it at that. Uh, so I think there's, a, there's a, you know, there's wolves out there uh, in every, uh, there, there are, there are, you know, honest, honest, high-integrity car salesmen, and there are some who are not. In every industry, you're going to find some folks who are still in this world and um, and taking advantage of uh, of the believers. And yeah. It seems like it seems like this prayer could be even an antidote to false teaching. To some, in that regard, right? Because there is a lot of false teaching about about a, a financial abundance as it relates to well, being a Christian. Yeah, I mean, I it's just... Say, um, I am not a few... I've written this book, and I've written 30 books, and they've all been vetted by Christian publishers and editors and, and such. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm pleased that... <coughs> excuse me. I'm pleased that um, uh, that when I put a manuscript together, it, it, it's pretty solid stuff that people go, yeah, this is right, this is biblical, this is true. Um but at the same time, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a theologian. I am not biblically trained. Yeah, yeah. I am Troy. I am just a beggar who found bread. Some things that work for me. Uh, I, my fit. My kids have turned turned out great. My marriage solid. Um, my personal ministry. I I uh, I have the uh, I have this filter that that the Holy Spirit's given me that I that when I'm speaking I that I, I it's it's solid. Um, so. Uh, uh, I, I feel I feel blessed to uh, be in that part, but again, I'm not a theologian. There are folks who can dig deeper into yeah, sure, sure, into, uh, into every 
and I, sometimes I go, why are they? I mean, really, it's, it's simpler than that. You know, you know, love God, <laughs> love your neighbor. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Sometimes you got to come back to do that too. So uh, this will be an area I know that you'll you'll. Uh, so this will be your sweet spot. All right, you have adult kids. Okay, as it relates to this category of um, guidance, right, about, you know, your daily bread and not having too little and not having too much, how would you advise your kids or how have you advised your sons or, or daughter as it relates to their aspirations or their dreams or, you know, sort of that, a sort of a balanced view of life, if you will? Yeah. Um Oh, you know what? When I, again, as my my faith has been growing in the last you know decades and decades and decades, um, I looked at my little my brilliant kids. My golly, they're just sharp and brilliant. And I, it's like I'm gonna get some lawyers out of this deal. I'm gonna get some doctors <laughs> out of this deal. I'm gonna get some CEOs out of this deal. And they're gonna they're gonna take care of me and they're gonna buy me uh, 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 cabins in, in in Minnesota and beach houses in uh, and and. And none of that happened, Troy. My kids are all very happy, doing very well. Not not a millionaire among them, but they're all doing well. I got I got grandkids, and there's so much love, and we get together, and we hang out. And Troy, that's a sweet spot, man. Yeah. You know what? Um, not that I, you know what? <laughs> if uh, if any of them do have beach houses and in in. God can use that too. I'm not disparaging that idea of having so much, but um, I'm so pleased that each of my kids, as I think about each one of them, Alec, Randy, Max, Isaac, and Rayanne, um, each one of them have found their sweet spot uh, in, in teachers and publishing and um, uh, in sales. And uh, rest in, uh, one son has a restaurant in Saugatuck, Michigan. Um, and uh, that was his sweet spot. Uh, after going through a lot of different things, uh, Alec and, and his, his wife Lindsay found their sweet spot. Uh, now they are doing curbside pickup here in the middle <laughs> yeah, of the, right, the yeah. middle of this coronavirus thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, they're, they're they're doing well. And you know, that might be a good. Uh, you know what? If 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 God has called you right now to open a restaurant. Or open up a, a donut shop because oh whoa I, I get to make donuts all day long. Well, no, that's true. You get to make donuts all day long, but you also have to uh, have the business side of it. So you can't just your sweet spot is where you're gonna do what you love and, and enjoy, but you also gotta understand that there'll be a side of it maybe that you don't enjoy. Right. Um, uh, uh, and any any job you do, Troy, Troy, you know this. You you love doing these podcasts and reaching out to people. Uh, and, the, and, the, and kindling fire has, has, has touched so many lives. But there's also the business side of it, the tech side of it, and, right. and the financial side of it. Um, so um, uh, so uh, there's going to be both sides of that. that you gotta yeah, balance, there's a balance. And that's the sweet spot. You know, the thing that it makes me think of is that, you know, as a dad, um, you're a dad a little bit further along, your children a little bit older. And, and being able to see the faithfulness of God and the sweet spots, kind of them kind of roll out in their lives and be able to appreciate the, the goodness of that, you know, the goodness of family and relationships and, and things like that. It just think, makes me think of the Lord from a standpoint of would he not want for his children the very best? Like if we as dads ha- can have that sense of, you know, what, I don't really care if you have this, that or the other from titles or or um, material things, 
But are you? Are, do you have a good marriage? Do you have a good relationship with your kids? Are you happy? Are you engaged with God? Like that's that would fill my heart as a dad. Now, from God's perspective, I don't think the material things are really the issue. It's really the issue of I want you to be in in how I've created you to be, where you will have the most joy and you will experience the most of me in your life. And um, and I think that your 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 book really is a roadmap for people that that maybe are maybe too far on one side or too far on the other. And uh, and I really appreciate you going after it to provide this for us. Well, thank you. Um, uh, I, I need to also, I need to before we close here. I need sure. To, to encourage people to go ahead and read Proverbs thirty. Agur's name is A G U R. And you will be so surprised by that little thing. The guy is, is quirky. I, I wish I would <laughs> hang out with him. Um, he he uh, he opens with a prayer and and talks about God having uh, a son, which is which would have been mind blowing in that in the in the Old Testament days. And then he he finishes up. He's got the prayer. Then after the prayer, he writes. Uh, he's got five lists where he talks about you know snakes and and, and creatures living in mountainsides and. And, and talks about lizards jumping around castles. Just this crazy little quirky little guy uh, that I wish I could be his, his friend. And maybe I am his friend now, Agri. So um, uh, we'll leave it that. And, and if, I, if we sell a couple of books, that's fine too, of course. Uh, and I need to quickly compare this with the prayer of Jabez. You remember? Uh, oh, yeah, I remember. Ago? And that was, that just blew through, sold 9 million copies, I believe that was. Um, but it was about expanding my territory. Right, and there, there was some there was some conflict and some uh, discussion in uh, in Christian evangelical circles about that. Um, and is that what God wants us to expand our territory? Yes, if it's our territory, maybe that's the way to look at it. We're supposed to expand our territory, not somebody else's territory. Right, we're still supposed to live in our sweet spot. And so uh, that was also one of the things. Like when I saw the the prayer of Agur, it's like that's kind of like the prayer of Jabez. But for this generation here, and maybe for such yeah. a time as this, the uh, the, uh, the the COVID nineteen pandemic, living yeah. in God's sweet spot, boy, that's that's a slap in the face. Here. So, well, oh, it's that I don't need as much as I need. So the, I can live in God's sweet spot. The scripture that has been ministered to me that the Lord has used in my life in this regards is uh, the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Uh, the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. It's it's wow. David talking about his limitations, yeah. and being okay with that. Uh, and I used to, that used to be my, like my least favorite scripture in the Bible, because um, I your did least favorite. My it was my least favorite <laughs> because I didn't want any boundaries. I didn't want any limitations. Oh, yeah. I did. I just wanted no lines, nothing but expansion, nothing but more, more, more. And the Lord has really ministered to me that um, I, I'll give you an example. This is a practical example. So my wife goes out of town for something and I have all these goals of what I'm going to do when she's out of town. And instead I eat a bag of two bags of Ruffles potato chips. I stay up too late watching TV and I, you know, do something else. And then I just wake up with regret. And I remember the Lord in a very humorous way saying, so how did that work out for you? You know, just having no boundaries. And I said, yeah, I didn't do so well with that. And he's like, you know, having your wife in your life is a boundary and it's good for you. 
And I, there's many others like that in your life. And I was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm laughing because I, I think we've all done the same thing. But here's the question I would ask you, and I'd probably ask myself. Um, uh, you were probably thinking of things to do. Some of your goals were oh, sure. outside your boundaries. Um, yes. You things to take care of here first, maybe. God, God gives you those boundaries. He gives you that... Um, Gives you uh, short-term goals. You can only do so much in a day. Yeah. Uh, now you need to be a dreamer and you need to be a visionary because he wants us all to think big and, and think about God. How can you use me today? And I want to give all the glory to you. But um, at the end of the day, um, gotta look back and say, Yeah, I was uh, I was serving God. I was humble. I mm. was grateful, uh, and I was doing great things for Him. Uh, Maybe it happens when uh, when we're trying to do great things for our own glory. He pulls us back. Yeah. Maybe that's it, Troy. When we're doing things for our own glory, he's going to pull you back and say, "Hey, Troy. Hey, Jay. Troy and Jay, come back in. Your yeah. sweet spot is over here, my friends." <laughs> yeah. That's there's a lot of truth in that. So, hey, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a real delight. If if people want to, obviously, your book will be uh, available. Sounds like in June. You said it will be coming out. Yeah. And uh, if and if they uh, if they're interested in learning a little bit more about you and and what you offer, what other books you've written, where would they go? How can they find out more? Well, my name is impossible to spell. J Payleitner. Uh, but jpayleitner.com is my website. J A Y P A Y L E I T N E R dot com. J There you but, go. Uh, if you if you search for the prayer of Agur, it'll come. You'll find me. A G U R. Or maybe better. Um, a book I wrote uh, uh, last year that came out, The Jesus Dare. If you look at thejesusdare.com, which is easy to remember, thejesusdare.com, that'll get to one of my uh, one of my URLs as well. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Go to Instagram at The Kindling Fire to find out more about what we offer, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Kindling Fire. There you can find Bible devotionals, e-courses, and etc. Okay, guys, as always, be awesome.